Hello and welcome to a re-release of an old episode of Call Me By Your Game. We're going way back to episode 12 with Jacques Maladou discussing Super Mario 64. This is your host, Connor McCabe, here to introduce this episode for you and let you know what you're going to be hearing uh, in an effort to tie in uh, this episode to our current games club. I wanted to re-release it because it was a great one. It's an old one and it's really fun to go back and just listen to how I used to host episodes and hear a great one with one of my really good friends. Um, but if you like this episode all about Super Mario 64, I'd encourage you to check out uh, our Patreon over at patreon.com supernpcradio where we have our own uh, whole video game podcast network with uh, a ton of shows, not just from Call Me By Your Game and myself, but from other wonderful, great people. Uh, this ties into our Super Mario 64 Games Club, uh, which is available every Friday. Uh, it's the current Games Club that we are doing at Super NPC Radio, where we go through each game uh, chapter by chapter, essentially. Uh, coming out this Friday's episode 11, we'll have episode 12 and the final one the following week, and a special bonus episode because we met a goal on Patreon uh, on Super Mario 64 DS the following week. Um, if you subscribe at our $10 DJ Toad tier, you get three bonus episodes a week. That includes the Games Club. And essentially, that comes out to 12 bonus episodes a month for $10. Uh, and if not just if you like Super Mario 64, but uh, coming up pretty soon, starting in April, is going to be our next Game Club series following the first Pokemon generation. Pokemon Red and Blue and hopefully Yellow. Uh, it's a blast. We do a lot of fun stuff over there. And if you like hearing me uh, on this podcast, you're going to love what you find at Super NPC Radio. So again, consider subscribing and supporting us at patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio. And even if you don't, you can go and listen to the first episode of the Games Club in this feed just a few months ago. Regardless, thank you so much for listening. It means the world. Enjoy this episode with Jacques Maladou and this little uh, this uh, trip back in time. And thank you so much for listening. Welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. This is your host, Connor McCabe. Uh, if you've never listened to this show, it is a podcast where I bring on a special guest to talk about a video game that is special to them. It is a game that they choose. Um, sometimes these are games that I'm familiar with. Sometimes they are games that I'm not familiar with. Um, but we end up talking about not only what is great about that game, but more specifically, what made that game special to the guest. I feel like you were about to say, you like positioned your mic to say something. Or were you just getting ready for your moment? I just wanted to look at your beautiful face. Honestly, thank you. I do like it more when I am facing, when I'm like, you know, kind of like linking legs with my guest <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and most of the guests hate when we yeah. do that. Um, but anyway, you've, you've already, you've heard, you've heard his voice. He's the he's the king of champions, the, the Louisiana lover. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Jacques Molyneux. Ah, thank you so much. What a great uh, intro. Hey, you deserve it. And honestly, you deserve even more than what I said. Um, You know what was kind of weird just now? I didn't, I don't think I thought about this when I, we did Mikey's episode, but when I said your name, like introduced you for the show, part of me was like, where's his sound effect? Just like from, from video games and comedy show, yeah, that's which funny. which uh, your new one is, uh, is, is amazing. Yeah. Hysterical. Uh, the new ones. I love that. We're just, this is always a bridge to that show. Really the yeah. point of this show is to get people to listen, more people to listen to v- so VGSCS, but Mikey's one is just a, a literal soundbite of him saying, fuck Yoshi's Island, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thrilled to be here. Um, I want to get our, the entire Zoo Tycoon crew. I'm trying to spread everybody out because I know everybody's episode is going to be so wonderful and fun. Right. And you can't count on the other people either. So you got to space out the stars. Exactly. You know, if I do, if I do, if we got a, if we got a dud, we don't want duds after duds. We got to have the occasional, uh, 
I almost said candy, which um, yeah, a candy is a milk dud, so never mind. Yeah. But yeah, we get it. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a fan of the podcast. I'm so stoked to be here. Oh, perfect. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> uh, you were not paid to say that, but yeah. I appreciate it. Um, the game that uh, you chose to talk about today is none other than Super Mario 64. Ugh. It, pretty much any Mario, m- most of the Mario games are classics in themselves. Some of them fall off the map a little bit, but this one is a true all-timer. Yeah, it's as good as it gets. It really is. Uh, we're gonna, we'll dive into so much of what makes, I feel like every time I we bring on a game, because I want to hear mostly about like your experience and what was special to you, but when we do talk about the games that... I also know well that are some of the greats, like I was listening to the Star Fox 64 episode, and it's way more of me and Eddie talking about like how amazing that game is. Yeah. This is going to definitely happen with this one, (laughs) Um, but uh, it's just incredible. Um, I'm going to get into a little of the game history and context uh, before we really roll, so feel free to interject or add anything you like. Sure. Um, For those of you who do not know, uh, Super Mario 64 was developed and published by Nintendo, and it was a launch title. It was, I mean, I would go as far to say it was the launch title wow. for the Nintendo. I know. What about Pilot Wings? Bold statement. Yeah. Sorry, Pilot Wings. Uh, <laughs> 64, you're taking a back seat. Okay. Um, but yeah, for sure. But it was for the Nintendo 64 in 1996. Um, it not only set the standard for 3D platformers, but it really uh, established many of the norms we see today. It's kind of like the grandfather for 3D 3D games in general, yeah. but especially like platformers and mascot games. For sure. Um while the con- like the controller wasn't designed specifically for this game, it was designed the console was designed in tandem. So right. like it's hard to separate those two things. They were absolutely like informed by each other. Um and this game when it came out set the world on fire. Yeah. Um a little bit of context about the game's story and what like the setting for it is in this in this game Mario is invited to Peach's castle the game opens on a little a, like a little music tune and a and like I think a like it's not a hologram of Peach but it looks like a hologram of Peach inviting Mario to the castle with the promise of cake and as soon as he enters of course he discovers that Peach has been captured by Bowser again and to save her he must collect power stars to defeat Bowser. Does um, he um does he ever get the cake? Uh I you know yes and no. We never see Mario eat the cake. But Was it a lie? <laughs> ah, the cake was a lie, Jeremy could call. Oh, was that a is that a is that a... It's a portal reference. It's a portal reference. Cool. Uh, a game I have yet to play. Um, but at the end of the game, um, if we would have let the credits play longer when we did the video portion, this is an immediate plug for watching the video portion where we play Super Check Mario 64. Um, there's like a uh, a JPEG of like this cake that has a little <laughs> Pichu Mario figurines on uh. top. Um and I think when I first played this game too, as soon as she's like, um, Mario, please come to my pa- my castle for some cake. As a kid, I was like, where's the cake? <laughs> <laughs> I immediately was distracted that I was playing a game and I just wanted a slice of cake. Yeah. Because uh, as a child, yeah. uh, your diet consists, uh, your dream diet is truly cake and candy yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, in this, Chocolate milk. Yeah. Oh, of course. I was a big yeah. chocolate milk head. Yeah. Um, this game takes place uh, entirely with an asterisk inside of uh, Peach's castle and Mario enters like paintings in this game to collect these power stars they are listed as different objectives the more you collect the more places you can go in within the castle and eventually find and defeat Bowser um, that's it for the game history and context. Was there anything else you wanted to share about that? I just want to reiterate that what, yeah. what the way you, you kind of like protect a princess you've kidnapped is by creating a series of puzzles that you have to get stars for yes. to challenge would be suitors trying to steal yeah. back the princess. <laughs> yeah. Bowser, so it like makes sense the way Bowser does it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it would make it, you would think that he would set up like a, just like a whole Mario would fall in and yeah. die, like fall on some spikes, but no Bowser's reasonable actually. Yeah. If we think about it, <laughs> Bowser's like, you know what? If someone, if like a super gymnast athlete who is also a plumber can get past all these obstacles, he's earned it. Yeah, exactly. And those obstacles should get a little harder. Yes. Progressively harder. And I love that at the end of them, Bowser's like, you also have to throw me off some bombs. (laughs) Some spiky bombs. For sure. Um, Perfect. So let's jump into kind of like your history with the game. I'll talk a little bit about my own just because I have experience with this. But 
how did you for actually let's rewind even farther I know a little bit about your history with video games, but yeah. this wasn't the first game you played. This wasn't the first console you had. No. How did you get into video games, and like, where did that love start? <laughs> uh, so I was born in 1985. I'm 34. And Thank you. We do require everyone to say what yeah. age they are on the podcast. <laughs> I think it's... Oh, you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> I believed it. I was are like, you old enough to play? <laughs> I was like, oh, this is tougher than I thought. <laughs> um, no, but I have two older brothers, uh, Taylor and Andre, and... Honestly, like, I can't remember not having video games yeah. around. Like, Andre's six years older. Taylor's three years older. 40 and 38. Perfect. Perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, basically, 37. But, oh, um, they, like, uh, so they were, we always had an NES, as mm-hmm. far as I could remember. Like, they, it was always there. And I remember playing it. Um, it's, like, kind of blurry, those memories. But the, what I really remember is when we got to Genesis mm-hmm. and having, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. And that was crazy. And then and it must, it was Genesis. It had to be crazy. It yeah. Was yeah. Sega. <laughs> it was extreme. It was like rock and roll. Yeah. Um, but uh, we had that. And I remember then the real crazy moment of my childhood with video games was when my older brother bought a Super Nintendo. Wow. He worked at a, as a camp counselor and he was like 14 or yeah. something. And the idea that he had enough money to buy a console like yes. truly blew my mind. The idea of purchasing anything as a kid was crazy because the only place my money came from was like a two dollar allowance yeah. a week that I sit. You know, if, if you think about that, it's like, oh, you save enough for a game over half a year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like purchasing something truly seemed like the thing you could only do at a video game. Yeah, so I totally get. That's amazing. Yeah, I remember he got a Super Nintendo and I played it. I was saying this on the other yeah. podcast, on the other on the video portion, because my grandmother had won a Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and Super Mario sixty four, and that she had at her house, which was like amazing. But um, when he bought it, he got that and linked to the past, and that was crazy. And then this is also around the time, just to like get into Mario sixty four. Oh, this is around the time of like the internet was kind of happening, mm-hmm. and I remember the first game I really remember hearing about was Tomb Raider. Oh. I remember there was like screenshots of Tomb Raider, and this was using. Prodigy, which was pre-America Online. Oh my goodness! We used Prodigy this is a browser. It was like a, a if, if that's what America Online yeah. is. I don't even know what the term. Yeah. It's like a, it's a service yeah. that used like I remember we had five hours a month. Was the, like the amount of internet you got, and it was like. <laughs> I, I, my face looks like I ate a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blown away at that it was, number. It was crazy. Yeah. And I remember like my brothers and I would look at this forum and it was like screenshots of Tomb Raider and we're like, it's so lifelike. <laughs> um, Those pointy boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, we was like, I remember that. And then I remember seeing and hearing about Super Mario 64. Yeah. And I remember, uh, I just remember my brother Taylor explaining it to me where it's like, you can control his each arm independently. You can control each leg. You can do whatever you want He's with Mario. He's describing a way worse game. Yeah, and like at the time, I was like, "That sounds amazing," but yeah, yeah. it'd be a nightmare. Well, of course, because like the idea. I mean, as video games get progressively better, and then we're getting into this world with Super Mario sixty four. It's like the first great, really like three D platformer. Yeah. Um, like the idea was that the more the better video games got the more lifelike they were going to be. Right. So it makes sense that he was like, you can control his limbs. Yeah. You can feel when his arm is numb, when he sleeps on it weird. Like, <laughs> If you don't breathe, you die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't press the breath button. Um, I, uh, That's what the L button was. We just never used it. Yeah, and we subscribed to, I don't remember if it was, in, probably wasn't Nintendo Power mm-hmm. because we had, were more of a Genesis family at the time, but maybe like EGM. Mm-hmm. We definitely subscribed to video game magazines, so like Mario 64 was a big deal. Oh, yeah. We knew about it in advance. And then the first time I played it, uh, we went to this place. I grew up in New Orleans, and the main suburb of New Orleans is called Metairie. And in Metairie, there was this place called Game Station. And it was one of these spots that had a bunch of TVs and video game systems it was like where I played Sega CD and all these weirdo things that we didn't have. This is it's like a so it was like an arcade but for consoles, right? With TVs. Oh my goodness! AKA Paradise. Yes, um, truly though. Yeah, it was the best. And um, AKA had, what I hope to have just like set up in my <laughs> apartment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but they had this like is even in like a back room where like you couldn't watch and you had to pay and you could play Mario sixty four for I want to say ten minutes. 
But um, it was in Japanese still. This was before the game was released in America. Oh, my goodness. So you'd go and you would play for like 10 minutes. And I remember since it was in Japanese, and I don't even know if they explain it anyway, I definitely didn't know you jumped in the paintings. Yes. And I just like ran around. <laughs> but I was enthralled. Oh, like, yeah. The controls are just that good that you're just mm-hmm. like, like I'd been, I, I think I said this on the video, but like we had Resident Evil already. And Resident Evil has the worst controls in the world. <laughs> so then you play Mario 64 and you're just like, oh, God, he does what I want him to do. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, it, it, was, re- it was amazing. It was. It, it responded so well. Uh, it, like the, ga- the game did respond really well to the... Con- we were talking about this on the video portion as well. The controls still hold up pretty yeah. dang well. Yeah. There's some... Some people aren't so hot about the analog stick where you, you don't need to like hold a button to sprint, but whatever. They hold up pretty well today. Yeah. I think another... Just thinking about that as well, just being enthralled with the space and getting to run around, it was like... It, the freedom was crazy. Yeah. It was like unlike anything we had ever had before. Yeah. And I feel like there's there is a lot of freedom. There's some there's enough freedom in the Mario games that preceded that. Like especially in World and Super Mario Brothers 3, but on this it's like no, you could literally he just tiptoe him around the entire castle if you right. wanted to or like, let him sit down and fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I mean, was the technological leap in Mario World that you could go to the left? You know I what think, I mean? Like, uh, or was that in three? I think in three you could go back as well. Okay, yeah. I know in two you couldn't because in two if, you could save the game. Yes, that was I feel like was almost the game changing moment where it was like, oh, I don't have to beat the whole game at once. Yeah, um, I think that yeah, I think that was Mario World. But it was or just no, like Mario three. Sorry, the jump from Mario or Yoshi's Island even to sixty four is nuts. Bonkers. It's um, really bonkers. And which it, it was a, I mean, it seems looking back on it now like a huge risk like this is i mean like a speculation and stuff but it seems like it would have been a huge risk because they had a good thing going with those 2d platformers do you think after mario world i'm wondering i'm just guessing if they were like you know what we need to push this to another level the only way to do that is going to be going 3d and even though we don't know how mario game is necessarily going to work like let's just do it yeah i think so because there was no they, they didn't come out with a 2D Mario on 64, I don't no, think. So it doesn't seem like they had any sort of backup plan. No. It but was I, just the natural thing was like we're going... Kind of like with Zelda. It's like we are 3D now. Right. Shoot. Um, so you... <laughs> shoot. That's the shoot segment of the podcast yeah. where we, we speculate on what Nintendo was doing and just say, shoot. <laughs> I'll shoot. I'll shoot. Um, so you yeah, so you went to Game Station. Yeah. Uh, you also played it at a friend's house as yeah, well. Yeah, so my friend Duncan, mm-hmm. uh, who was actually in my older brother Shout Taylor's grade. Duncan. Yeah, what's up, Duncan? Oh, you uh, had an older friend? Yeah, so nice. it was like my brother's friend, but I was really trying to horn in on this relationship because I love Duncan <laughs> yeah. and going over to his house. Um, and we uh, he got it on opening day that the N64 came out. His parents, he was an only child, so he was like, I don't know if that's something to do with it, but he got oh, sure. he got an N64 and he got Pilot Wings and he got Mario 64. Wow! And I went over that night and slept over. That is amazing. It was the best. It was so great. And oh. it was, so we I didn't even have an N64 for a couple of years, but I would go over to Duncan's and play it, and then I guess other friends got it mm-hmm. and I would play it, and it was just like, oh, it was such a treat. Like we had a PlayStation, and it's just so funny when you compare like. Not to harp on the controls, but I kind of feel like that's the thing that makes this game so fun and so legendary, and everyone says that, I know. But it was like, we had Crash Bandicoot, Mm -hmm. a game that's like mainly hard because the controls are bad. (laughs) We're getting getting a violent thump, repeating thumbs up from Jeremy right now. Jeremy's like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And then a fist in the air. Um, But yeah, it wasn't until like a couple years later that we got it in 64, Mm -hmm. and then I don't even know if we owned Mario 64 or if we borrowed it, but then I finally was able to like really do it on your own yeah really sit in that world and play it there's there is such a difference uh between getting to like have a game and just live in it and like go over to even just having access to it which is great at a friend's house and being able to play it you don't i feel your time is precious almost it's like hand over the time is valuable you're trading off because you're a fair person yeah i had the same experience with a lot of games with my friend uh eddie who i've just referenced repeatedly and is our most recent guest uh that was the same thing when i'd go over there it was playing games i didn't have was like a treat and i didn't i never really sat in them yeah um even just now on the video portion i was so furious every time you were playing (laughs) (laughs) you're seething inside yeah it was a nightmare that's fair um awesome uh so you you guys eventually got this game. Did your other brothers play this game too? 
Yeah, th- I mean Taylor definitely did at Duncan's house because, I, like I said, I was horning in on their relationship. Yeah, his, that uh, house was also the first time I had like freshly made popcorn from the stove. Oh, his mom would make the popcorn and like salt it a lot, and I remember just being like, "This is the best thing in the world." No wonder you loved Duncan and his yeah, wife Miss, so Miss much. Genie, like Miss Genie, that was his mom, and like uh, she's granting wishes left and right. It was also like. Uh, Genie. I mean, it's just I'm really getting into it. But <laughs> yeah. like, his dad would also go fishing, so he would like they would cook fish, but it would be like fish he caught that day. And I remember that was another first where I'm like, oh, I didn't know fish could taste this good. Yeah, seems like a fairy tale, like a fairy tale family. So you see why like, I was horning in on this relationship? Yes, like there was so much good in it. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Oh, I, w- I hope they're doing well today. Yeah, they seem wonderful. <laughs> um, so cool. We know how you like really got into this game. Um, but what do you remember about like when you? what highlights like when you first played it, like when you were playing this game and finally had it for yourself, um, was it like you playing it at home alone? Like were, what, what was that like for you? I think it's just like, we kind of talked, I'm sorry to keep referencing the video. No, but, you're okay. Um, we like, how dare you? <laughs> it was kind of like the open world element. Yeah. And like about how they give you this hint as to what to do, mm-hmm. but it was like an interesting challenge. Yeah. It wasn't like super Mario world. And no. it wasn't, it was like, there was so many possibilities and Mm -hmm. there's so many secrets and things to do. And it was just so exciting. Yeah. A cool thing about this game that is in that same vein that I remember experiencing as a kid was because there were secrets and hints that you would get, you would, I mean, at the end you would find power stars, but because of that, it would lead you. This is the first time I remember playing a game. I think this is the first time I even really had independence in a game and was like, I am going to try to find everything. Yeah. This encouraged you like even I remember being convinced for a while that there was something in the pond out like outside of Peach's castle, Ah. not like the moat where there is a level, which that's another thing that when you first start the game, there's like this moat that surrounds Peach's castle and down on the left side um, there's like a little grate, a hole that's covered by a grate, and it kind of looks like just a model that like would never be anything. Right. But as you progress through the game and you lower the water level like 30 stars in, that opens up that little area, and it is a secret you can find. It's great. It was the first game that I ever remember kind of opening my eyes and got me thinking about games. Mm, yeah, just to yeah. like be like, oh, well, if this, if this is true, then what else is true? Yeah, yeah. no, for real. It's Finally. like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Thank you. That's a pod, uh, podcast like favorite line. Yeah, you know, right. When your catchphrases. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I was going to say like, uh, it's just, it's just fascinating how much like the jump from Yoshi's Island to Super Mario 64 is so much greater than it is from Super Mario 64 to Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. It's like, it's so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fact that they just got it so right the first time, it's like They outrageous. really did. Yeah. Um, like like we've been ref- talking about a few times, uh, just the way Mario controlled felt so perfect. The different options you had to scale those levels were fantastic and they felt like they were perfect part of this is certainly because when they were developing the game um they spent a significant amount of time uh controlling mario in a little like sandbox area Mm. to make sure he felt right in just about every way yeah like whether that was I mean, we were talking about we trademarked Connor's side jump, um, which is a move that anybody could do in Mario. But Jeremy knows what I'm talking about. When you're you run, you immediately flick the controller in the opposite direction. So Mario kind of like skids for a second. You press A. He does this dope cartwheel side jump. Amazing, back. yeah. Um, All the jumps are so fun. They are. They're very intuitive. It feels like uh, you can just you can do anything in that game right. almost, which is. Which is funny because this game has a few power-ups that expand on that even yeah. further, but I don't f- like I don't like these power-ups or I get the same amount of enjoyment out of them as I do like the cape yeah. in Super Mario World. Or like the raccoons or the Tanuki suit. Yes, and- not at all. I think, the, I mean, I'm guessing that the reason that they had to limit the, uh, especially the wing cap, because there's the wing cap, there's the metal Mario, which is so cool. Um, <laughs> just throw a metal skin on him and he's yeah. badass. <laughs> That's going to be the new uh, Smash character tomorrow's Metal Mario. 
even though he's just, it's already an item you can get in the game. Is it really? Is that what they said? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I heard early from Sakura. Yeah. Um, if I were to have a Mario, another Mario on, I would want Paper Mario. That'd be kind of cool. That would be good. Yeah. I feel uh, like they could have just like, they could have just, not to detour here, but yeah. like, couldn't Dr. Mario have just been like a costume and then he could just throw pills instead of fireballs? Like, Absolutely. Come on, guys. Yeah, that was a melee. I think that was a melee ad. That was crazy. It was like, oh, it's Mario again. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Mario. Yeah. Um, shoot, I totally like, I got sidetracked so much there. I totally forgot about it. Oh, I remember what I was saying. Nice. T- yeah, thank you. Saved it. Uh, talking about the power-ups, the, the three of those. The wing cap one, I guess if you, well, one, it's doesn't feel like you can control it as well. Like you have to get, yeah, you can fly, but the only way you can fly is if you do a triple jump or you shoot out of a cannon Mm -hmm. and it's not like you can continue to like get air. You kind of just have to like the Cape Bob up and down, but, and you can do like a little, if you get like a perfect enough arc, you'll boost out of it, but it doesn't have that same effect as the as the cape where you can like really control how specific you're moving. Right. And stay I, I was always there. bad with the cape actually. I me too, but recently when I've been pl- when I've like started this new playthrough on the Super Nintendo that I got, I have figured it out. Nice. And I know how to, and I like am comfortable with it. What about you, Jeremy? Have you ever been a cape guy? On Super Super Mario World? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, so it, the whole thing is you have to do the down A move to like keep mm-hmm. yourself floating, and it's like it, it takes a lot of skill, but it's like a late game thing. It is. You're good at it. Yeah, well, you get good at it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never good when I first turn it on after months and months of not playing, but after like hours and hours of grinding. Yeah, yeah, it is the most RPG part of Mario. Right, right. Or, or like the next, you know, I'll play it all night, and by the next, you know, yeah. like, you know, you're just playing the game, so you totally. get better, better at it. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't. They, the fact there is a level in Super Mario World at the near. It's in the World Two, so it's not even World Two. World One, you can do this, but World Two, where after you get a cape, you go through a pipe, and then there's an easy area to sprint and start um, using it because there's a bunch of coins in the sky, um, and if you you learn to time it, where like as you're holding A with the cape, you like go left and right left right and that's how you bob up and down mm. it teaches you by giving you the incentive to get coins the coins yeah they're yeah. always smart with that they were which uh that was we another thing i want to reference on this show uh that we talked about on the video portion is one of the ways that because mario can lose health in this game he still has lives for some reason which doesn't totally make sense <laughs> because if you lose all your lives it says game over but then it just takes you outside the castle right like we said it's just like a way to make you think about what you did yeah. you, as you climb <laughs> in the 20 seconds you walk back right in. and get to that painting you were just in but he loses his health he's got like uh this little like ring of health little pie graph little yeah it is a, that's thank you it is pie a pie type. graph yeah. uh where he like he can lose like eight or nine little pieces but the way he gets health back is either coming up for air if he's in a water area or running through one of those random little spinning hearts um, which is very out of place, or getting coins. Right. So Mario is just a greedy bastard. He's <laughs> yeah, just like he the, loves coins. Yeah, it's like the way it's like him. It's truly bring, making him so happy that it actually elevates his health. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, I've been away from my plumbing business. I better get the money while like while I'm here. You know? Yeah, there. I mean, there are studies out there that are like you know if you're if you are like in like suffer through financial hardship, it does affect your health. So there, maybe there's something to it. Yeah, That's go. what Nintendo was trying to get across. That's what this, this episode's game. all about. We're yeah. going to talk about the like uh, health effects of money. Yes. And, <laughs> and the, and the three steps that we have to get to a good financial spot, Absolutely. um, be rich already. Start a uh, podcast, <laughs> start a podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, start a podcast. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, yeah, this game, we were talking about it a little earlier, but, um, about not just about the freedom, but about, uh, the, dis- the ability to explore and yeah. wanting to explore. Yeah. Um, did you, I know we talked about earlier how you got all, cause you can get up to 120 stars. In yeah. This guys, game. I'll just cut you off right there. I got 120 stars. Yeah. That makes like, one of us. Like, uh, yeah. Between the two. I actually, I didn't do that until college when I got an N64 emulator. Oh yeah. And I was just like, yes. Oh, and that was just like, uh, let's let's talk about piracy. No, um, <laughs> but just like I remember getting the emulator yeah. and I like finally beat Ocarina of Time because mm-hmm. I never owned it for some yeah. weird reason, so I was a little late to that. But then I got all 120 stars. Yeah, 
And so it's shocking my GPA wasn't better in college. <laughs> Who's <laughs> to say what the problem was? Yeah. So did you, when that happens, as someone who has, who I know this game far too well to have not done that because yeah. it's a very much. I mean, it's you have to be good at this game, but it's an attainable thing. Yeah. To get all one twenty. Um, Ask me anything. I was gonna say, what's first off? What's it like on the other side? Uh, second, did you get so many dudes? You do. <sighs> in my case, yeah, but like, <laughs> I mean, partners. You, yeah, they're available to you. Yeah. Um, when you get 120, is it like, hey, go find Yoshi on the top of Peach's castle, or does it just take you there? Because I don't. I mean, I've never. It, this is like someone who goes to summer camp. Ooh, you would. You flies you up there. Jer- Jeremy, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think. We're not supposed to, part of the deal is that we're not supposed to tell people who don't get 120 stars. <laughs> oh, no. You know, it's like they're not supposed sure. to know. Uh, oh, sure. yeah. I've got to like be a part of the membership or I'm, whatever. But I'm also really sad that I cut it, I cut Jeremy off because he was doing a really great sort of like charades version of like what happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's putting on a hat. Oh, he's, he's, flying. he's flying. I don't get the it. The wing. <laughs> he's pointing down at the table. Yeah. Yo, she's on the table. And then, and then then you're talking. Then you're then you're like a nagging girlfriend character. Yeah, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> no, no, you're 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 a cool girlfriend character. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. cool he cool. he raised his arms. He had he like did the flexing biceps thing, which means cool. And you can't hear Jeremy, but now he's talking about how into Xena Warrior Princess he is. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and I'm gonna stop looking at his at his charades because it's it's very detailed. <laughs> <clears throat> That's cool. Yeah. It's funny how much fun you can have with this game while not doing everything. Yeah. Like, and I was cool to just like continue to, I don't know about you, but I would just like revisit the game and the levels just for fun. Yeah. As we saw on like the, not for money. No, not for, not for money for fun. Uh, that's the distinction I draw. Um, when we were playing the game, we saw that after you collect a star on a level, if you go back to collect that same star, it's like a blue transparent mm-hmm. star or whatever. Um, Which is really not as satisfying. To get. No, it it no, it's not at all. It's the way that the game would like indicate yeah. to you that you hadn't yeah. got it before. But it truly does kind of remind you like you're not really you've done this already. Yeah. <laughs> go find another thing to do. Exactly. Goodness. Um, What's your favorite world? My favorite world. Oh, goodness. Do you have one off the top of your head? That like comes to mind. Mm. I know what it's not. And it's not the water level that we talked about with the levels. Not that, not the not the. Uh, yeah, yeah. That like raise that you can raise the water Is levels. It dire dire docks that level. Dire dire docks. That's the one we. Wait, is that the one we just did? I'm not sure. No, no. The one we played on was Jolly Roger, Jolly Roger Bay. Bay. Jolly Roger Bay is pretty great. Yeah. And that music. Oh, oh my gosh. It's so atmos- so atmospheric. We're talking about it. That's that's another beautiful part of this game is the music. That Koji Kondo, man. Yeah. he He's at it again. Yeah. There, there are so many... I mean, of course, the levels are incredible in this game, but so is the music. And there's so many different kinds. We yeah. were talking earlier on Baba and Battlefield... It feels like kind of a traditional Mario song where it's like upbeat. You said jazzy. jazzy yeah. And you would know you're from New Orleans. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm not allowed to it say like, something. It has jazzy. like a gumbo flavor to it, I'd say. <laughs> for sure. Man, if only I knew. Can uh, I say one thing too? Yes, on of like course. on that um it's the main theme of the game is yeah. the Bob Bob and Battlefield song. And what it does is I remember someone had this really awesome post online where they talked about how Koji Kondo has this trick in his songs where he plays a little hook at the beginning that's mm-hmm. not part of the theme yeah so for that theme it's like dun 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 yeah. dun 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 mm-hmm. and then it goes into the song yes. and you never hear that intro ever again wow but if you think about the super mario brothers theme yeah. it's it's like dun 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 and then it does that it does it in zelda it does it in like almost all of his songs and it's just like interesting technique that's like not really i mean you kind of think of intros and songs but yeah it's like does that is there like a term to describe that little Brief moment up top. Not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, shitty. Oh <laughs> wow! Now Jeremy's doing his poop charades, yeah. which is honestly he's just taking a shit. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Um, that's so. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's amazing. But yeah, the uh, music is just. It's incredible. It's really great. It's hard to like. In fact, I can't wait to listen to this episode when it comes out because part of the fun is like, ooh, what song from this game is Jeremy gonna choose uh, to be the outro <laughs> song? Um, that one is great. You Jeremy know, just did a zipper over the lips move. Yeah. So he'll never tell. <laughs> uh, there, there's like those fun ones that are more upbeat like that, and then there's the atmospheric ones where you yeah. are just kind of like sitting in it for so long. I guess though, 
If I had to say a favorite level for me, it's not, I know, I know it's not the water, the raising the water levels one. I know that it's not, um, TikTok clock. <laughs> I know that it's not, uh, you know what? I actually, a level that I really love that's not too hard to find is I'm going to, I'm actually going to look it up right now. Um, just because I want to make sure I get the, uh, the level right it's one that's Con- in- connor's staring at me and he's like stall stall stall, stall. figure it out oh my god stall. Uh, let's see um it's it's one that's in the basement you jump through the like silver pool to get there mm-hmm. let's see hazy maze cave do you know that level? Is that like the underground? It's kind the of? underground one. And do you? Okay. So I'll show you on my computer. Remember that you jump in this like silver pool. Oh yeah, it's kind of spooky. That is like the most Matrix thing in Mario right there. <laughs> is like jumping in that thing. Yeah, and that's so that I think this comes after you beat Bowser, uh, the first Bowser fight. So as you go through this game, you collect power stars. The first one's very easy to find. You collect eight stars, and you're able to unlock the door to Bowser. And I remember I've told this story before on this show, but when I first played this game and I got eight stars over like the Christmas break that I got it, I I went, I beat Bowser, you know, you hit him off one bomb and I thought I beat the game. And my grandma, who truly had very little knowledge of video games, was like, I'm pretty sure you didn't beat the game. Right. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Humbled me. Thank you, Grandma yeah, She's like, let me take over. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, she she got all 120 stars and I never did it. <laughs> um, I love, that's a level I really love yeah. because it's, I, I remember loving it because it was one of the really fun ones to explore. There was a lot of mystery to it. Um, there were like, area parts that you could do a lot of the acrobatic stuff yeah that one felt cr- i forgot i hadn't thought about that level because i didn't play it in the last few days and yeah replaying it again um yeah that one's wild that one really felt very exploratory and like, definitely it was big i think it's very big there's like you it it it, it goes very high and very very high and very low that's a good level to me yeah it does <laughs> those are my that's my requirement there's there's some weird elements to this one there's the one there's like the dinosaur that's like swimming in the water Mm. and you can control the dinosaur this is okay so this is one thing i do love about this game is this is it does just look like a dinosaur that's swimming in the water it doesn't attack you but like anything in the game you think you might be able to get on top of it so you jump on this thing's back and you start running up its neck and if you get up top it kind of goes this like perspective behind mario's head where if you turn your head you control the dinosaur. Amazing, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, like, there's like an Indiana Jones element in this episode <laughs> where the boulders like fly at you. Right. Um, it's wild. That's that's probably my favorite. Uh, that's probably my favorite one. Also, I'm seeing right now on the video portion, we were like, I think there might just be 100 coins in every level. That's not true because on this guide right here, it's showing me the max number of coins in this level is 138. So it looks like there's more. That's good. Get. It seems less like... Nintendo's not normally that oppressive. Only a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. No difficulty like that. Um, Shoot. Yeah, that, that, the thinking about the dinosaur thing, it was just like, for me, I don't know if you felt, felt the same way, but like, what made this game so special was just like the possibilities that it opened up. Yeah. And we were, we talked about this a little bit Mm -hmm. on the video, but it's like, it's just so thoughtful. It really is. is like so thoughtful. It's Mm -hmm. like, they made the game and then they were like, let's do a whole nother layer of good ideas. Yeah. It was like, they like. Totally. They, they took their time and they like put so many good ideas into it and you just like you feel it when you play it. Absolutely. It feels like there could have they could have like, you know, not done that final layer of like creative things that they did with this game right. and it still would have been at just about as impactful. But because they did that and it's like, no, if the player does choose to like explore this a little further, there will be there's reward at the yeah. end. Yeah. I wonder if they pulled their classic move of like delaying the whole console a year. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. It did that. get. I mean, it was delayed a little bit. I wonder, like, that's such a Nintendo. Th- I mean, everyone does it, but yeah, I feel like Nintendo really loves to push their games back. They do to really get it like perfect. But it always way. is worthwhile. You're always totally. Like, yeah, it's a perfect game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think my favorite level might be the snow one. Yeah, the one we were what, what just I, at. Yeah, that I forget mount, what it's called. I just mount, like the snow mountain. I'll figure it out for you. I was playing second. earlier today and it was like cool cool mountain. Which cool. it is a cool <laughs> cool mountain. Uh I just remember earlier today like walking into the room and like seeing the painting and I had like this is so funny. I just yes. like I had a I had an audible reaction sitting alone in my apartment just going <gasps> oh it it's was beautiful. Like, uh, and then I jumped in and it's like and normally I'm like not a big fan of mm-hmm. ice levels in Mario games with the yeah. slipping and sliding. And since that's not really a factor in this one so much, yeah, 
just down I'm the on board. Slope. I'm on board. Yeah. Um, so fun. That those the paintings in this game are so great. I really want now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm sure many people have done this, but I want to get like a like a picture frame painting of like one of these levels and uh, put that it would be awesome. put it in my place. Or maybe a couple of them. That yeah. would be cool. <laughs> um, I'm looking at like the stage levels, the names now. This is hilarious to me. There's Cool Cool Mountain. There's also Tall Tall Mountain. <laughs> so truly the same name for the. They just changed one word. Same dire, dire that, I'm noticing these are all like three letters or less, um, and they're either like three letters or less, or they're like the the express of like just the phrase of what they are. Rainbow Ride, TikTok Clock, Tiny Huge Island. That's that's the best one. Wet dry world is the one we're thinking Wet, of. Wet dry world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, I was dry the whole time, yeah. my friend. Good uh, joke. <laughs> uh, that's that's like a really cool brag. It's yeah. like I was dry the whole time. <laughs> it's so true. Uh Womp's Fortress, Big Boo's Haunt. That one, you guys did a whole episode on video games a comedy show about that. That level is up there for me too. Yeah. It's so creepy. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, man, that's amazing. It's cool that they just like, they had all of this material to work with from the Mario games and they had to like, they had to do it. They had to hit all the points. They had to do snow. They had to do a ghost. Yeah. And they just like pretty much crushed it. They really did. Yeah. Um, amazing. Was there like, uh, we've really gotten to dive into a lot about this game, but was there anything else you really want you wanted to like touch on or talk about before we do some fun stuff? <laughs> yeah, let's stay on business for a second. Cool. Um, no, I'm I, happy to. One thing I really love yeah. though is like, and playing it again is that it's like, like playing the Bowser's Castle level is mm-hmm. like, I love the arcadey platforming where it's just like, I think Super Mario Galaxy the fir- like the the end two both did that really well in a way that like Odyssey does it a little bit less, and mm-hmm. I love Odyssey. But it's like, I like the games where it's like, all right, you have to jump on this thing and do this thing. And that's like, it feels almost like a gymnastic comp, like, like, yeah. a, like challenge as opposed to like <coughs> racing or mm-hmm. like exploring. I like when it's like almost just arcade Mario. Yeah, this does. I mean, like, I think in that sense, you're like stringing together moves. Yeah. We kind of saw on the video portion as I was <laughs> as I was going through that level that what that is like part of the fun is like how badass can I be and just like yeah. how quick can I get through this can I cheat and do like a special jump here if you, if you didn't see the video there was a part where Connor almost went into Bowser to final battle yeah and he was like no I'm gonna triple jump into that <laughs> yes there is his there's Bowser's the pipe that he leads put on him. sunglasses I did he pushed his hair back oh and I did it baby but that was <laughs> that was the kind of stuff I would do when I would play this game yeah so there's like a couple things that make it so special is like just the acrobatics of it and being able to just like uh really feel like you are I mean, Mario is like Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. In this, yeah, that's he's incredible. The, that is like the closest comparison I can think of. They just make jumping so fun. They do. That it's, was what they did in the original Mario games, and then they just did it even more so here. Yeah, it's amazing to me that the two, the two most important, not two most important, two of the most beautiful things about this game that I feel like they just annihilated were like we've talked about the controls and the acrobatics, but also like. The exploration yeah. and the, and like the the satisfaction of like finding things at the end of those or just like getting to the top of something yeah. was like never thought of before. It was yeah. so cool. True. Um, awesome. Was it? Then that was about it for you. Yeah, for that stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. Let's Thank have some you. Fun, right? Hey, let's get into the fun part. Um, all right. So first, I want to do. We're gonna do the first part that I talked to you about earlier. Uh, the fact me by your game segment okay. of the show. So I'm just going to tell you facts <laughs> about Super Mario 64. <laughs> There's a, I found like a bunch of uh, big lists. I'm just going to share two with you that I thought were pretty interesting. Great. Um, this first one I had heard, I did know before. Second one I didn't. Uh, did you know that there were actually, uh, there were original plans, and this was confirmed by Satoru Iwata in an Iwata Asks, Asks interview, that Luigi... There was a, there was a, there were plans for a multiplayer mode with Luigi that was going to be split screen as you go. So they, two players basically simultaneously going through the castle on their own adventure. That's crazy. I knew there was plans for Luigi to be playable, but I didn't know it was like a split screen. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, can you imagine that at all? That would be, that's how I would want to play the game with you. Just sit down and we play this the whole time. It's also funny to like think about split screen back in the day on these small TVs. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so that, that sounds awesome. Yeah, but they obviously had to scrap it. I mean, I'm sure doing all what the the engine was doing enough for Mar- for like just one right. player was like that would push it a little far. They probably thought it would just be too good. 
Yeah, they're like, let's. We can't make it. This that's Nintendo's. Yeah. They're like, we can't make it too good. Yeah. Uh, the next uh, and final fact. This is something I did not know. Is that on that final uh, Bowser level as you're scaling up to fight him, there is a Goomba that is invincible. Hmm. This Goomba is so there are technically seven Goombas in this level. And you can kill the... Seven dwarves. Yeah, exactly. And the eighth one is invincible and it murders you. The eighth one, you can basically glitch a Goomba into the level. There's There's a stretch where you're going across these platforms. There's a gap in the platforms. There are two Goombas across the gap. And there's a Bob-omb on the first little platform. You can... There's a way where, like, you can get this Bob-omb to kind of start to blow up. But if you, like, jump a certain way, he stops... And you can go behind him and kind of pick him up like you do a like a tiny block or King Bob-omb. Right. But when you pick up this Bob-omb, it turns into a Goomba. And you if you try to throw it like, like you would him or a block, it hurts you and the Goomba doesn't go anywhere. Like it doesn't fly off the stage. Huh. It's bonker so this is called this is referred to as the mystery goomba interesting yeah something i didn't know about until today um and it can't it can't be killed unless you like people like basically hack the game got it yeah um that's it for the fact me buy your game segment uh now we'll do i always like to give recommendations at the end of the game uh so the first one i'll give this is a modern and accessible this will be the least fun recommendation i give you but a modern and accessible uh game that gives that gave me similar feelings to this uh is a game that jeremy and i both really love new super lucky's tale um feel free i have it the cartridge if you ever want to borrow it please let me know awesome it's fun um I beat it recently, actually, on my plane ride to Hawaii last week, and I ah, little brag there. Yeah, geez. I was uh, I was just soaking up the sun. Uh, but <laughs> I went to the skate park in Hawaii. It was playing my Switch. <laughs> yes, I had to find one. Um, but there's like a whole. Basically, there's a bunch of cool stuff after you beat the game that like real that I'm really excited about. Cool. Uh, something different. Which is kind of a troll one. Uh, so I kind of have two troll ones on this. Something different is Croc Legend of the Gobos on the PlayStation <laughs> 1. Uh, for so, the heads. Yeah, for the for the heads. Uh, this is also the, the Argonaut software and uh, um, someone at that company claimed that Nintendo stole their idea for Super Mario 64 because they pitched them an idea of like a Yoshi game right. like this. Uh, I call it a, a crock of crap is what I call that. Whoa. Yeah. I'm taking a stand. Um, <laughs> and then my out of left field game. This is one I heard. I learned about today. So I'll, I'm going to preface this. So um, good recommendations are normally something you just heard of and haven't done. Oh, exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So at the top of this game, Super Mario 64, we've actually talked about it a couple times on this podcast. Uh, Mario comes to the castle. Because Peach promises him cake. Mm-hmm. There's promise of cake. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to think of what's another game that has like cake involved where like their cake is like a super important part. It's just so funny because we actually like talked about the one that has the most important cake in video game <laughs> yes. history, but you haven't played it. But, yeah. but anyway, I'm sorry. Go yes. Ahead. Which I, I read up on that earlier, but I'm not going to rec- <laughs> I'm not going to recommend portal to you. Cause I did Google games with cake. Uh, there's a game that came out in 2009. I want to know if either of you ever heard of this called Fat Princess. Oh, yeah. You know Fat Princess? Yeah, I've heard of it. I have, I've seen I pictures had, of it. I had no idea what this is, but it's like <laughs> Jeremy's now rocking out. Sorry, yeah. we didn't refer. He was rocking out earlier. He's rocking out on a really small guitar where his yeah. hands were really close. It's difficult to play, but that's what he likes about <laughs> High it. High up on the fretboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, this game is a multiplayer capture the flag light game where like, I think each team has a fat princess. A fat princess that the other team, which is so offensive, the other team like throws cake into her mouth, so it makes her heavier to carry. I was gonna say it doesn't. It's not necessarily that bad. Then you were like, then we throw cake in her mouth, in her fat face. Yeah, and this game actually had a sequel in 2015 that I think something like the PlayStation Store or something. But anyway, Fat Princess is my out of left field. (laughs) Cool. Um, awesome. But that's gonna do it for for the show today. Uh, uh, first you. First off, thank you so much for doing this, Jacques. Are you kidding me? What a treat. What a treat. We got to, I get to sit down with one of my good buds. We got to talk about uh, one of the greatest games of all time. Um, before you go, uh, what 
true truly plug anything you want plug a million things uh what do you want us to know about where can we find um, your stuff yeah i would look up uh wellington comedy on youtube and facebook uh it's a sketch comedy video group i may i do with my friends mikey stevens who's been on this podcast before and our other friend aaron Siegs, super funny dude uh yeah we make really short kind of snappy videos um, oh, they're short and they're snappy, baby. <laughs> Got to get you in one of them. Oh, please. Um, and then I'm really excited about a new podcast. It should be launching in the next couple weeks or so. It's called On the Hook. It's with uh, producer extraordinaire Jeremy Schmidt as my co-host. He's got his fingers in all the pies, my <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's shredding on an even smaller guitar now. Um, going to destroy the guitar. But I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, music's my... like obsession and my, yes. my favorite thing in the world you're in a band yeah uh i'm in kind of a fake band but yeah. yes it's still kind of a band but uh it's a podcast where we hold songs accountable for their lyrics that's amazing um so really pumped about it i think it's gonna be super fun i can't wait for that awesome yeah. well thank you so much uh this show is produced by the great jeremy schmidt he is truly the yeah that's the crowd cheering and chanting for him wanting an encore jeremy, it's an on jeremy jeremy Oh, the guitar is getting back to regular size. Oh it's getting bigger. Uh, truly, the show couldn't be done without him. So uh, he does everything for it. Uh, but you can find more of Jeremy's work uh, on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. You can find him on Instagram at Scaremy Schmidt. He produces uh, the show that Jacques and I guest on occasionally, Video Games, a comedy show. He produces many other amazing shows, short, uh, stories but shorter with Cassie Jerkins. Um, you can find me on social media at Connor underscore McCabe. If you like improv comedy, I'm on a team at the UCB Theater. You can come out and see us on Herald Night. We are Jet Set. I uh, love that team. We have a lot of fun. Definitely come check us out. If you would like to email the show, you can email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com. Definitely visit our website at callmebyyourgame.com. Find us on Instagram at callmebyyourgamepod. And if you like the show, you want to help, uh, check us out on the iTunes, the Apple Podcast Store or iTunes. Uh, give us a rating and a review. That helps us get seen. Um, we want to know what you're liking about the show. So do that. And uh, for, th for this podcast, the only thing I could say to leave it is so long, K. Bowser.